When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, I bring you love. Quick, it brings us love. Kill it. No, 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 don't kill me. I bring you peace. It also brings peace. Break its legs. Ah, damn it. (laughs) Um, Hey, hey, Steve. Yes. The truth is out there. Is it? Is it it really? Are you sure? The truth is out there. Oh, well, it's a good thing I really, really, really love the X-Files because this episode has <laughs> nothing but X-Files related uh, stuff in it. Yeah, I I wasn't too big into X-Files. I think it came out. I mean, I I think usually on Sunday nights at nine, I think I was... I think I was too young. I think our parents made me go to bed at like nine o'clock so I never got to watch it. Yeah, I I know mom and I watched it later on Sunday nights. She was kind of into it for like a season or two and then she kind of fell out of it. But uh, no, yeah. my favorite my favorite thing about X-Files, my favorite thing was back in the day uh, on Thanksgiving they always did an X-Files marathon. And that was like uh, one of the things I loved just waiting around for was that X-Files marathon. Cause I sat there and watched for like seven hours straight. Oh wait, hold on. I have to go check my whale. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> is it, uh, is yeah. it disappearing? Shh. No, the feds are on to me. Oh, no. are they? <laughs> yes. Uh, no, yeah, I, I mean, I've watched a few X-Files episodes here and there. I like the more non, I mean, they're still technically canon, I guess, but like the non, like, episodic ones where it's just like the creature of the week. Sure. Yeah. Those were, those were pretty good. Cause I, I mean, I really never got into like the storyline of like, you know, conspiracy theories and the cigarettes smoke man. And I watched the movie with the bees Yes, the movie with the bees. Um, and the, the dogs, dogs with bees in the mouths. Bees in the mouths. And the yes. mouth. oh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I should probably go back and watch X Files. Um, but this week, uh, this is season eight, episode ten, the Springfield Files, which is obviously a parody of the X Files, and this whole episode is X Files themed. Yes. Um, when did X Files come out? So X Files was uh was it ninety three, ninety-four? I'm trying to remember back to when we were looking at uh um like rate I was looking at like the ratings for the Simpsons and when oh. it was competing against X Files. Uh, I think it was like ninety three, ninety four is when it started. Okay. Yeah, and I think this is like ninety six, ninety seven is I feel like when it really started to hit its stride. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, it it really got going. And I mean, it went 10 seasons. 
Yeah. I mean, the the last two didn't have David Duchovny because of you know, you know the whole contract disputes <laughs> and all that yeah. fun stuff. But uh, but one fun fun thing about this episode is the script was actually sent to Chris Carter, the creator of the X Files. Oh, and cool. he was like ecstatic. He's like, "Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, go for it, do it." <laughs> Because why not? Yeah. Uh, this aired January 12th, 1997. Um, so, again, this was a season where they didn't have a winter break. So, I feel like this would have been, like, the first episode of, like, after winter break if they did a winter break. Like, the date. Yeah, typically, yeah. Um, recap. Homer sees an alien, but no one believes him. He camps out with Bart. And they discover the truth. Because the truth is out there. Um, so, fun fun enough, uh, this was a full intro Simpsons episode. Well, you had to. You had to. Because look at the chalkboard gag. If you didn't do a full I, intro, this chalkboard gag no, no, would have been like a they miss. Had, but he, no, you could have you just done the chalkboard gag and then gone to the couch gag. Maybe. But, uh, so yeah, we got a chalkboard gag this week. Uh, and according to Bart, the truth is not out there, which is obviously a sp- uh, spoof on the tagline for X-Files, which their phrase is, the truth is out there. Yep. Um, and so you get, like, the Lisa playing saxophone, Marge and Maggie driving, and then we get to our couch gag. Uh, Homer, Marge, Lisa, and Bart fly into the room wearing rocket <laughs> packs and yep. land on the couch. Maggie yeah. zooms in, flying in loops, and plops down on Marge's lap. Yep. That's a good one. I That's like a good it. one. I like it. Yeah. So so before we kick into this episode, I just like to say there are a lot. <laughs> a lot of cultural references <laughs> that we will be going over throughout this episode. So yeah, keep, keep that in mind. As we go through, we're going to hit them all. There's like a thousand of them. So this episode might go on for a minute or two. But we want to make sure we let you guys know. That's what we do here at the Simpsons Did Podcast. We let you guys yes. know all the things that you might have missed when watching yes. an episode. So, yeah. all right. So episode kicks off with Leonard Nimoy introducing the show. And this is based on... Uh, the paranormal documentary series In Search Of, which Nimoy hosted. Look yes. at that. One second into the episode. We're already <laughs> giving you a cultural reference. Um, hello, I'm Letter Nimoy. The following tale of alien encounters is true. And by true, I mean false. It's all lies. But they're entertaining lies. And in the end, isn't that the real truth? The answer is no. <laughs> did they get they got nimoy for that yes. yeah they got yep. nimoy yeah nimoy played himself absolutely yeah. yeah yep our story begins on a friday morning <laughs> in a little town called springfield <laughs> now the uh the narration sequences in this are based on the 1959 ed wood film plan nine from outer space so keep that in mind as we as we talk about the narration that's uh going on in this episode so homer uh homer tells carl and lenny it's a tgif i'm (laughs) off to mo's now for those of you guys not old enough tgif was thank god it's friday i think that term is still loosely used these days 
Yeah, I think people still use it. I, I guess I've never really heard anyone say it too much these days, but TGIF was like the ABC like li- lineup, like right, yeah. like the AB or was it CBS? One of the two. No, it was ABC. It was ABC because that was like Full House and all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So so it was always. Um, I can't remember what was Thursday. Oh, Thursday have like tagline like TGIF. They probably did. Um, there's also a restaurant called TGIFs. There is. It has nothing to do with the TV show or the TV <laughs> show lineup. It's just yeah. a food place. Well, I'm wondering if, but I'm wondering if they named it because of that. Maybe because it's Friday or it's a party. It's the weekend. Yeah. And I feel, you know, it's funny after we watched the episode, the itchy and scratchy land episode where, you know, it's like new year's Eve every day oh, yeah. and the guy wants to kill himself. Yeah. I always wanted to go to TGIF, you know, where it's supposedly always supposed to be Friday. I'm like, do you, how do you feel? You must be fun thinking it's Friday every every day. See, that oh. would be more annoying than New Year's because it's like, oh, yeah, it's Friday. But, like, you're working. You never get to the weekend, man. Yep. Yeah, that would be horrible. Um, but Lenny tells Homer that it's only 10 in the morning. It's 5 right. o'clock somewhere. Exactly. So uh, Homer tells Lenny not to worry because he has a plan. <laughs> I saw this in a movie about a bus that had a speed around the city, keeping its speed over 50. And if its speed <laughs> dropped, it would explode. I think it was called the bus that couldn't slow down. <laughs> Good God. Oh, God. Uh, you're, you're literally a minute into this episode. And that, I mean, it's over. It's like, it's, I mean, we oh can just stop right here and say five everything's coming up Millhouse. And I'd be all, I'd be all gone. We don't even need to review the rest of this episode. But we will. But, We'll, for you guys, for you guys, we are going to reveal the episode, the whole whole episode. Oh my god! Um, and obviously, if you guys don't know about the bus that couldn't slow down, pick up a movie, movie or two, and yeah. and watch it. But the real movie, obviously, if you don't know, was called Speed. No, no, I think it's Speed Two. Oh no, Speed that's a boat. Two. That's a boat. That's that's a boat, boat that couldn't slow that's down. <laughs> they really that's what they should have done for the second Speed movie. I thought Speed, no, I thought, okay, if I remember correctly, Speed, Speed 2, cruise, it was called Speed 2 Cruise Control. So but, it's not that the fact that the boat couldn't slow down, I thought it was they disabled, like, the fact that it couldn't stop. No, 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 they couldn't slow the boat down. It was uh, the same, same plot. Okay. It was just on a boat. And no, uh, and no uh, Keanu Reeves. No Keanu Reeves, nope, because he was smart. He decided yes. to get off that wagon pretty quick <sighs> so homer goes over his plan with lenny and carl and he plugs a standard vcr into the security camera <laughs> he then puts an old videotape of them working into the vcr and it goes on a continuous loop and homer has hair in this video oh. and he's also wearing a t-shirt that says sit on it and lenny and carl <laughs> dressed to go to a disco so clearly <laughs> it's like the video the of them room of working is uh from the 70s and uh where did they steal this from? Like I don't they, know. Like they must have. They must have gotten into like the security tapes or something. Burns yeah. must keep them all. Yeah. Well, Burns the other is, weird thing is too. Did Homer didn't start there though in the seventies? Um. Yeah, because Maggie wasn't born in the. I don't. Um. At, was it right after? No, didn't he start like right after high school? Oh, maybe. Because I thought he was looking for a job like right after high school, and that's all. That's the only place that would hire him. 
but I don't think he was safety inspector then, so he wouldn't necessarily no. be at his Sector Seven G. No, desk. either that, or maybe, or maybe like Lenny or Carl, or like maybe like the guy who worked in that sector were gone, and they're like, we're just gonna sit here. I mean, maybe, yeah, that's definitely a possibility. So the video loops and uh, it cuts, kind of pans out to Burns and Smithers, you know, watching it, and Burns obviously doesn't seem to be fooled. He, he's like, eh, it's Friday. Yeah, let him get away with it, whatever. Yeah. And uh, Burns asks Smither what he is doing for the evening, and Burns like, something gay, no doubt. And Smither's like, what? You know, something lighthearted and fancy-free. Mothers lock up your daughters. Smithers is on the town. <laughs> you know, because he was thinking gay is happy, not uh, yes. yeah, gay. Is, yeah. Yeah. And Smithers agrees with Burns, but looks away like he knows he's gay. He's like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're funny, Mr. Burns. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, so then we cut to the old folks' home, <laughs> uh, and Jasper says, thank God it's Wednesday, and takes some pills. And Mrs. Glick, who's apparently still alive, didn't we talk about this, like, <laughs> episodes ago, about her having her last episode, or supposedly having her I last episode? So. But she just keeps showing up. And what's she yeah. doing in the home? Doesn't she have a house? Because remember in the, yeah. the Bush episode, Mrs. Glick had a garage sale, I would have assumed, at her house. Well, maybe maybe uh, she, she decided to seen it was time Yeah. <laughs> no, maybe that, maybe that was the purpose of a garage sale, was to sell yeah. off all her belongings so she could go into yeah. the home. Well, you could still bring belongings into a old folks' home. Well, you can't. I'm just saying she had to get rid of She had a house. $90, Steve. Yeah. She had to get rid of all of her stuff. $90. Yeah, I know. I don't think she got rid of any of her shit. She took it all to the old folks' home. Yeah. But Mrs. Glick tells Jasper it's Friday, and Jasper's like, oh, no. And I took the wrong pills. And then Jasper's hair grows everywhere, and it looks like he's a goat, like goat man face yeah. thing. I thought Jasper's it was more like cat man. I don't know. It looked like a goat, because it looked like his hair kind of grew up in horns. Uh, maybe but then jasper to mrs glick's like help (laughs) (laughs) oh god i don't know what those those were wait okay so if he's supposed to take those pills on friday no wednesday okay if he was supposed to take those pills on wednesday and it's now friday did he forget wednesday did he forget to take those pills on wednesday or he took extras and that's why his hair grew crazy? Maybe. But here's the other thing, though. The nurses are the ones that hand out the pills. Oh, yeah. Stupid nurses. Yeah, the nurses screwed up. <laughs> They're like, ah, screw Jasper. We don't like him. We're going to make him grow hair. Yeah, apparently. Uh, so now we cut to Noiseland Arcade, where uh, they have a banner. It says, Friday, meet Donkey Kong in person. I want to meet Donkey Kong in person. I know, man. He's still got it. You got the bongos. You got he's got you know style. Uh, but the owner of the arcade comes out uh, to tell Donkey Kong that he isn't a draw anymore. <laughs> and then Donkey Kong throws a barrel at him and hits him. And the owner's like, "You've still got it," which is obviously a reference to his his first video game where you play as Jumpman and. He's got the princess and he throws barrels at you. Yep. That's great. I love it. This is fantastic. Uh, and so the arcade games, we have Alien. Is it but, Alloyan? Yeah, yeah. That's how it was spelled. I paused it. I had to make sure. 
Okay. Uh, Terminator, which is awesome. Yep. And My Dinner with Andre. <laughs> yes, it's that game that uh, in the very first Noiseland Arcade uh, episode that we did, uh, that's yes. the game that Martin plays. Okay. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. I can't. Why would you make that into a video game? Uh, <laughs> we see Millhouse playing Waterworld. Kevin Foster's so Waterworld, which yes. costs 40 quarters to play. And then, so Milhouse like, is counting out the quarters, and he gets to 40, and he starts playing, and he takes one step, and the game ends. Yep. Um, and this is a reference to the large budget for the film, which prior to Titanic was the most expensive film produced, and its weak critical reception and box office performance. Yep. Never yeah. saw it. But Never, uh, they, I've, I've seen bits and pieces of it every yeah. once in a while on TV. We played it at work just for fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't think it was. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd like to watch a movie that takes place entirely on an ocean. But, you know, uh, they also I know at Universal Studios in California, they have a water world like live they do, action, which is like, why? What is the movie got horrible like reception? Why? Is this like they're shutting down the ET ride? They redid the Jurassic Park ride, which fuck you, that was a great ride. I mean, I'm sure the new one's great and all, but yeah, the new one's fantastic. I mean, I love the old. The old one was was awesome. But you don't take down Kevin Costner's Waterworld. <laughs> You're taking out all these classic. But they no, Waterworld the- isn't a ride; it's a show. I I don't care. They got rid of the <laughs> Back to the Future ride for God's sakes. Did they? Well, yeah, you didn't. It wasn't there. I don't think. I guess we didn't do Back to the Future. Yeah, they got rid of that ride, too. You're getting rid of all these rides. We should have taken the Back to the Future ride, put it right on top of the <laughs> Waterworld thing, and then been done with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, look, people, it's a cult classic. I don't know why. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Milhouse is obvious, obviously upset. He's like, <laughs> what a rip. And then starts depositing more quarters oh, into yeah. the game. Yep. Oh my god. So now we go to Dr. Hibbert at his office, and he's like, oh, thank god it's Friday, and he leaves his office, and he closes the door, and it reveals Hans Moleman is still <laughs> in the x-ray machine. Uh, he's like, I'm still here. Maybe you should let the nurse uh, get him out. He's like, I'm out yeah. of here. Nurse, you take him. I don't think there's anybody left at the office. I think he yeah, was I the think last was... one to leave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so now we cut to the Simpsons house where they have a better homes than yours magazine, but they make it look like a nice little house and they zoom out to show the magazine. And then we see the Simpsons house is a mess. It's always a mess. It's awful. It's just, it's destroyed. Um, and well, this is, well, this is a couple episodes after uh bar of darkness. So they're, they're still cleaning up. They're still cleaning up Homer's mess. Yes. So, Marge scolds the dog for biting a chair leg, <laughs> and then the cat for scratching up the chair. And does your cat scratch up furniture? I've never really seen uh, it do it. He did it. He did it at our old house on our old furniture, but he hasn't. He hasn't done it since. That's good. That's good. Good kitty. Yep. Um And so then Marge is like, she's like bad fawn, and then like there's a fawn in the house and shoes it away while the kids watch TV. And Lisa goes, all right, it's time for ABC's TGIF lineup. Bart's like, Lise, when you get a little older, 
you'll learn that Friday is just another day between NBC's Must See Thursday and CBS's Saturday Night Crapperama. <laughs> uh, and there you go, Steve. <laughs> Must See Thursday. Must See Thursday. That's what yes. it was. Um, Saturday Night's Crapperama. Yeah, we. Uh... I, it's weird because I feel like yeah, especially in the nineties, like or, like eighties to nineties, like Friday was like the day for like good television. Yeah, but like nowadays, Friday is the death spot. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't watch. There's nothing on Friday. Yeah, Friday. Friday was always like whenever I was watching a show. Usually it's shows. Usually CW. Sometimes yes. like an NBC show, and it was like your show's now moving to Friday. And I'm like, well, this will be canceled next year. <laughs> I think the one show that I remember that did really well on Fridays because it was, I think it was the Thursday night show, it was Person of Interest with Jim Caviezel. Oh, I love yep. that show. What? Yeah, that was a good show, yeah. And they moved it to Fridays on CBS, and it stayed there for, like, two extra seasons. Yeah. Well, I think uh, The Blacklist also got put on Fridays at some point. I'm like, yeah. man, this was a good show. It's going away. And then they moved it to, it's on Sundays now on NBC. Uh, and okay. it's the last season, obviously, now, but... I was like, I was glad. I thought, oh, Friday, Friday night death sentence, it's gone. Yeah. But um, I there used to be a show that I used to watch. I can't for the life of me remember what it was, but they kept moving it around. And they're <laughs> like, well, why isn't this show getting good reviews? It's like, I don't know, because you can't pick a time slot for it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, why isn't the show doing numbers? Well, because it was Tuesday nights and it was doing great there, but then you're like, oh, we got to move it to, to Thursday nights. Well, it's not doing great there because people don't realize it. Oh, we're just going to move it to Friday because nobody's watching. It, it was so annoying. I, I don't, it might've actually been person of interest. They did that too. Um. So, uh, so now we see Homer at most drinking a duff because what else is he going to do? Uh, but the label on the bottle is white instead of red. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Kind of, kind of weird. Obviously, probably an animation error, I'd assume. Yeah. And so, Mo asks Homer if he wants another duff. And Homer's like, nah, you know what? It's Friday night. I want to try something special. So, like, <laughs> Mo turns around from Homer and he has a bottle of Duff, and he puts the umlaut over the U, and he's like, it's, and it's like, here, try a doof. It's from Sweden. And Homer's like, oh, okay. And he takes a drink. He's like, wait a minute. This is just Duff. And most uh, most says, uh, it's like, oh, you got me, Homer. Here, try a red tick beer. And the, uh, the tagline on it says, suck one dry. Which is actually great, because that's what that's a, that's do. That's a good one. I mean, I don't think I've ever been like... You know, I have a, the beer that I typically drink. Like, yeah. I, I, I usually do. I never almost like, well, today's a special night. Maybe I'll try something different. The only time that ever happens is a restaurant called The Yard. Okay. And they have like a hundred beers. Oh. <laughs> and so I... sometimes, sometimes I'm like, alright, it's a special night. I'll try something different. Yeah, usually my go-to beers, if I don't know what to drink, especially if I'm in Wisconsin, are either uh, Spotted Cow or Blue Moon. <laughs> um, but there is, uh, if I go to Titletown Brewing Company, which obviously here in Green Bay, they have, they have a great beer. It's a Guinness-type quality beer. 
and the name of the beer is Dark Helmet. Ooh, nice! It's great. It's awesome. It's a good. It's a good beer. Um, yeah, I I tend not to switch between beers. Yeah, because you know, every once in a while, I'll do like Miller Genuine Draft if I'm feeling cheap. But um, so Homer sipping on his red tick beer goes, hmm, bold, refreshing. And something I can't quite put my <laughs> finger on. And so the scene shifts to the Red Tick Brewery, where dogs are swimming in vats of beer. And the brewery worker's like, take, take, like, tastes the beer. And it's like, hmm, needs more dog. <laughs> oh my god. Gross. Uh, dogs make gross. the best beer, don't they? Well, I mean, they got the paws, and they can mix the ingredients. Oh, you're talking about if they're swimming in the... <laughs> yes. Um, so we see... So now, like, t- a little time has passed, and all the barflies are asleep at the bar. And uh, Homer finishes another red tick beer, and he's like, Well, Mo, it's 1 a.m. Better go home and spend some quality time <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the kids are sleeping. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and well, Homer would go home and wake him up. Hey, kids, I want to play with you. So, you know, Mo stops Homer and tells him he's got to take a breathalyzer test before Mo can let him drive home. That's an irresponsible Mo. Hey, look at go, Mo. I wonder if he got in trouble or something. He must have gotten in trouble at some point. So, I know here in Wisconsin, I, I don't know if it's law or if there's like a rule, but there are some places that if you allow somebody to leave drunk and they get into an accident, you can be held liable for that. Sure. I mean, it makes sense. You're the one serving them alcohol, but the yeah. person should be responsible too. I don't know. It's kind of a fine line, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a gray area. I know, I know this Wisconsin state legislature in the past has tried to like, be like, okay, if you over somebody, if you over serve somebody and they get in trouble, it's your fault. Yep. Well, I know that's why, like, some bar, I like, I mean, maybe was, I thought it was more of a movie trope type thing or TV show, but I mean, I remember watching a lot of TV shows where the bartender's like, nope, I'm not serving you anymore. You're, you're, uh, you're obviously trashed. Um, there are, I, I've, I've seen it a couple of times in real life. Um, I, I do believe there are bartenders out there who cut people off. I've read stories from bartenders who are like, yeah, I knew this guy was drunk, so I just served him water and told him it was vodka, and they didn't know the difference. Well, yeah, when you're that drunk. When you're that drunk, you probably don't know anymore. So Homer blows into the breathalyzer, and it goes from tipsy to soused to stinking and lands on Boris Yeltsin. It's great. And so Homer decides he will walk home. Good for Homer. And I'm guessing he's going like the wrong way or something. So Homer, as Homer walks home, yeah. uh, there's wolves howling because it's night, it's dark. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden we hear uh, the theme from Psycho playing and Homer's <laughs> like, oh, what? What's going on? And we notice that the uh, the bus pulls up. It's the Springfield Philharmonic bus stops. <laughs> and uh, after the, the they drop a lady off, she's sitting here playing her violin <laughs> off into the off into the woods. <laughs> so weird i know apparently it's a mobile mobile philharmonic group maybe or maybe the concert was over so they all took the bus home but when they were still playing playing, though maybe 
Um, and so, uh, the, the, the next scene, the horror after Homer runs, uh, he passes through, uh, the creepy part of town and he screams in terror when he sees a billboard that reads die, but part of it's covered, but part of it's covered up by a tree. He starts screaming and a gust of wind blows a tree branch revealing that the billboard's complete message is diet. And Homer's <laughs> even more terrified and screams again and off he goes. I mean, I don't know who made that billboard. Maybe they made it just for Homer. They were like, maybe we'll just, it'll be funny. He'll get drunk one day. He'll wander down the street and we'll have this bush here. Or I don't saw a billboard weird. here. I don't know. It's a weird yeah. billboard. Um, and Homer runs uh, to a forest and, uh, the bushes start rattling and he kind of has a scared look on his face and Abe comes out oh, and uh, Abe's happy to see Homer because he went out for the morning paper and got lost. <laughs> How do you get, first of all, if he's at the home, the nurses would bring him his paper. Exactly. How do they, how do they make him like, how do they let him outside? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they would give him the, but Hey man, it's Abe. He probably yeah. forgot what he was doing and yeah. wandered out for the paper and got lost. Yeah. And Homer shoves Abe aside and tells him there's no time for him. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's freaked out. He wants to get home. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how he's getting home, but yeah. he's got to get there. And then Homer runs through the forest until he trips over a root. And then the X-Files theme starts to play and a glowing light comes out of the forest and as the alien approaches, Homer tells him not to hurt him. But the alien tells Homer, don't be afraid. <laughs> ah! Ah! And then he jumps. Ah. And he spelled the word ah in the tall grass. No, it was ya. Or ya. Ah, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, this this was actually so this this scene uh, was actually only written as him yelling. Uh, uh, David M. Stern actually added it, added <laughs> the grass part, or added the the wanting of that grass part yeah. after the original read through of the script. That's great. It's great. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's good. Good. Good addition to the episode. And so, uh, you know, Homer bursts into the bedroom because he's back at home. Yeah. And uh, Marge's like, Homer, it's 2 a.m. What happened? It was an alien, Marge. It appeared in front of me and said, don't be afraid. Marge's like, have you been drinking? <laughs> no. Well, 10 beers. <laughs> so it's funny. So he left Moe's at one. It's now <laughs> two. It took him an hour to run through a forest, then walk home. Yeah, dude, he got lost too. Ten beers? That's a... Okay, look, I want to put something into perspective here. So, me and one of my friends go uh, used to, for, say, for uh, spring break, used to go to Boston for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. On St. Patrick's Day, I got pretty damn hammered. And we, yeah. were, we were downtown. The next morning... I woke up in our hotel room. You didn't know how, how I got there. Yeah. I was completely oblivious. Now to put it in perspective from that morning, we walked from our hotel to downtown, which is yeah. about a good 
50 minute walk. Damn. Now, by train or by subway, it was only like 10 ish, give or take yeah. minutes. I, I'm assuming we took the subway back. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure, but I can see how Homer might have taken an hour to get <laughs> back after 10 beers. I've said it before and I'll say it again. How were you alive? <laughs> yep well no, i'll say man. you know it's uh me and me and a buddy of mine we moved to an apartment that was close to the bar that we like to drink at it was like a i don't know five ten minute walk down the street it wasn't terrible and we had been living in the apartment for like a couple of weeks we drove to the we drove to the uh the bar and we're like we're like well let's walk home like let's see if we can do it drunk now mind you we got a little lost because it was a new apartment, but we did make it back, but we were not blackout drunk. Yep. That's what St. Patrick's Day will do to a guy. Well, a guy yeah. that has no control over how much he's going to drink. Yeah, that too. Um, but hey, when I'm given free beer because they ran out of Guinness, I'll take it. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It was the first, like, I was very disappointed in a bar in Boston on St. Patrick's Day. Okay, granted, it was probably close to 1 a.m., but when I went to the bar and asked for another Guinness, they were out of Guinness, so it gave me a free Sam Adams. But why you should, you should not be running out of Guinness on St. Patrick's Day. No. That should be against the law. He should be locked up and lose his liquor license <laughs> for not knowing how much Guinness to get. Yeah. So, Bart, uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, I think they're, they're down in the kitchen now. Yes. And uh, Homer tells Lisa, Marge, and Maggie that he believes he uh, saw a creature from another planet. And Lisa tells Homer, maybe it was just a dream. And Homer says, when I came to, I was covered in a sticky, translucent goo. And explain that, Lisa. Marge pants. <laughs> and uh, Marge gives Homer uh, more sausage and he drools on himself. That is the so, sticky, so, translucent so, uh, goo. That, that, that's that. Yep, that's that translucent goo. And uh, Lisa's like, uh, Dad, according to Junior Skeptic Magazine, <laughs> the chances are 175 million to one of another form of life actually come in contact with ours. I was like, so? It's just that people who claim they've seen aliens are always pathetic lowlifes with boring jobs. Oh, and you, Dad. <laughs> uh, God, Lisa's uh, a bitch. <laughs> woo! She told him. Yeah. And then Bart comes into the kitchen with a squirt gun wearing, uh, like, the springy eyeglass things. He's like, yeah. um, he's like, I am the thing from Uranus. <laughs> he's I'm also like, got a helmet with antennas on it. Yep. That's a good line, though. I'm the thing I from Uranus. The thing from... <laughs> that's, that's good. Uh, and that Homer screams ever so slightly. It's like, oh, it's just Bart. Yeah, it is. It is just Bart. And Homer's like, yeah. I can't believe it. I'm being mocked by my own children on my birthday. <laughs> and Bart's like, it's your birthday? Yes. Remember, it's the same day as the dogs. And then Lisa's like, Santa's little helper? It's your birthday? And then she goes down and hugs the dog. Oh, we gotta get you a present. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> And Bart's like, we love you, boy. And then Marge and Maggie come over and start petting the dog also. And Marge's like, good doggy. Good doggy. And then I was like, lousy, lovable dog. Yeah, it's kind of funny 
So how do they know when Santa's little helper's birthday is? Because they got it well, on the dog track. Would they have to like register him or something? I mean, yeah, I mean, a dog to, to race the dog park, you'd have to have paperwork. Like you maybe just can't, maybe they like, got the paperwork. I'm guessing they've got the paperwork, or the Springfield vet knew who he was because he got checked out to race at the Springfield Downs. I don't know. I feel like there's a way to, to way to get it now. Isn't Homer's birthday, guys, going to rack my brain because it's been a few seasons since we talked about Homer's birthday, but wasn't his birthday somewhere in, like, the middle of summer-ish? Uh, no. No, when's Homer's birthday? May 12th, 1956. Okay, well, either way, not summer, spring. So, are we saying that it's spring now in the middle of fall? I, like, Was it the middle I, of fall? We never I, said it was the middle of fall. No, but last episode, I was would assume, I guess, it was, like, summertime for the chili cook-off. And then Hurricane Nettie. I mean, I guess a lot of these last few episodes could be pretty uh, generic. Well, hurricane, but the hurricane season isn't until, like, August. Exactly. So that was, la- that was two episodes ago. <laughs> we didn't even have a Christmas episode. I I don't know. I think timeline's pretty ambiguous in this uh stretch of episodes i don't i don't know if there's actually a specific time frame for any of these episodes we've really gone through well no i guess you're right hurricane eddie was in the fall because they went to the apple picking orchard thingy right yes is that that episode no no that was what was that episode that was bard not bard after dark burns baby burns yeah that was it. So, I mean, we were in fall around fall. So like that episode aired November 17th, which I mean, later than slightly later than fall, but still a fall episode. So, I mean, I guess we made it through winter and back into spring, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still think the episodes are pretty just random right now. Like, I don't, I don't think there's any time frame associated with any of these episodes. <laughs> nope. Um, and so Homer, you know, uh, goes to work and uh, he explains how he was set on a cold metal table and got probed with humi- or uh, prodded with humiliating probes. <laughs> and then, oh, wait, that was my physical. <laughs> and all of his coworkers walk away because, you know, they thought he was explaining how he got uh, abducted by aliens. But he wasn't yes. even abducted by aliens. He yeah. just saw one and ran away. Yes. Oh, Homer. Your drunk remembering is uh, pretty awful. Yep. Um, and so uh, Homer, you know, goes to give his report to the Springfield police because that's the next logical place to go if no one believes you is give yep. give a give a police report. And uh, Homer's like the alien had a sweet heavenly voice, like Urkel, <laughs> and he appears every Friday night. Like Urkel. Like Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> so Chief Wiggum's like, well, your story is very compelling, Mr. Jackass. I I mean, uh, Simpson. So I'll just type it up on my invisible typewriter. <laughs> I was like, oh, you don't have to humiliate me. And then Homer leaves. But then a man walks in and sits down and he's covered in soot and nervously flicking a lighter <laughs> on and off. And the man's like, I just torched the building downtown and I'm afraid I'll do it again. Oh, yeah, right. I'll just type it up <laughs> on my invisible typewriter. 
fruitcake. Oh, God. That's a weird line to do that, though, after. Like, I don't know if that was supposed to be edited out or not, because it was really weird, because I don't know if Wiggum's lips actually moved when he said fruitcake. Oh. Like, I, I feel like the, the, the words got in, but the animation, they were saying, oh, you know what, using the word fruitcake for this might not be, you know, good. So yeah. let's cut cut it out. Because I, I, I looked at it twice, and I just wanted to see, but I don't think Wiggum's lips actually move when when yeah. when fruitcake was uttered. Yeah. So, really weird, but uh, I'll let it be. Um, And so now, we cut to the FBI of Paranormal Activities. And we get a picture of J. Edgar Hoover in a dress. And uh, this photo is in the X-Files office, and it's a reference to his rumored uh, transvestism. So, uh, yes. Yeah. So, so Jagger Hoover, everyone thought he wore a dress. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if the rumors were true. I don't. I, I don't. I usually stay out of those types of conspiracies. Yeah. And so Mulder shows Scully a headline from the Springfield Chopper that says, Human Blimp. Sees flying saucer. <laughs> That's a good one. And Mulder's like, there's been another unsubstantiated UFO sighting in the heartlands of America. We've got to get there right away. And Scully's like, well, gee, Mulder, there's also a report of a shipment of drugs and illegal weapons coming in New Jersey tonight. And Mulder's like, I hardly think the FBI is concerned with matters like that. So hold up. Here's the thing. The problem with the Springfield shopper headline is Homer never saw said he saw a flying saucer. He said he saw an alien. But uh, the Springfield Chopper might have just assumed, oh, well, aliens, flying saucers, yeah. anal probings. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, so we get Simpson home, Springfield, USA. Yes. And Mulder and Scully knock on the Simpson door using the door knocker, I might add. Hey, I bet that's the first time anyone's ever used their door knocker. <laughs> Probably. And Marge answers the door and she's like, oh, can I help you? And Mulder and Scully introduce themselves by pulling out their badges. Mulder's picture is of him in a Speedo. Now, Mulder's badge and him in the Speedo, this is the reference to a scene in the X-Files episode, <laughs> Dwayne Barry, in which Duchovny wore just a Speedo. <laughs> It's funny. That's perfect. I love it. So, so Marge freaks out. She's like, is this about the pen I took from the post office? I swear. I didn't know I put it in my purse. I was going to bring it back, but the dog chewed it out. And that just made things worse. And then Marge's like, starts hyperventilating. And <laughs> yeah. Scully tells Marge that they're here to see Homer about his UFO encounter. And Marge is like, please come in. <laughs> Uh, I oh, mean, Marge. I don't think I've ever done anything that crazy where I'm like, oh, the FBI is going to get me. Uh, and so then we get FBI Springfield branch because they go to the Springfield branch uh, invading your privacy for 60 years. Yeah, sounds about right for the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Scully and Mulder show Homer a lineup of aliens and ask him to point out the one he saw. So our lineup includes Marvin the Martian which is Warner Brothers, yep. Gort, The Day the Earth Stood Still, Chewbacca from Star Wars, uh, <laughs> either Kang or Kodos, and Alf. The funny thing is, 
about this lineup, um, outside of Chewbacca, it, it's the most illegal shot in animation history. <laughs> the only complaint the writers got was when Paul Fus- uh, Fusco, the man who voices Elf, told them that they should have called him so he could have voiced his character. Well, all Elf did, he did say, yo. Yeah. So you have Marvin the Martian, which is Looney Tunes, which is Warner Brothers. I don't know who owns The Day the Earth Stood Still. That might be public domain. After now, well, I don't know when the episode was written. Probably not, but... Obviously, Kang slash Kodos is Simpsons property, so that's not really, you know, neither here nor there. But then Elf was, wasn't Elf ABC? Yep, yeah. So, like, it ain't... Well, well, I guess ABC is owned by Disney. If Elf's not ABC, but I guess at the time it would at the time it would have been because Elf. If Elf is ABC, you have Warner Brothers. You have the Day the Earth Stood Still. Like you have Star Wars. That's great. I'm surprised they didn't get fined for that. Yeah, unless well. Unless it wasn't copyright infringement, if they drew like I I mentioned this a few episodes ago, if you draw like Bart Simpson with, uh, you know, a different number of spikes on his head, theoretically he's not Bart Simpson. Like, well, no, because Marvin the Martian, while the colors are different, it's clearly Marvin the Martian. No, it's not. Marvin the Martian is a specific color palette. It's also no because it also it also depends on the copyright because if you make a likeness, it doesn't matter what the color palette is; it's the likeness. So this likeness is Marvin the Martian. I wonder if if you don't use their names, like if they didn't call out, "Oh, this is Marvin the Martian." This is it's different. Like if you don't uh, specifically call out their names in the show, uh, I highly doubt it. Because if you look at that, you're going to go, oh yeah, that's Marvin the Martian. Like, Looney, the Warner Brothers could have sued. <laughs> oh, uh, Elf was on NBC. Oh, uh, okay. So that's even even worse, because NBC is obviously not owned by Disney. <laughs> yep. So, no. And then Chewbacca, while yes, he looks more like a, I don't know, a man-dog character. <laughs> like... It's clearly Chewbacca. Like, you clearly know the characters, except for maybe Gork, because who the fuck watches that movie? <laughs> the day that you're sitting still, I've never seen it. That's an old-ass reference. Yep. And then Elf, I mean, it looks like Elf, so yeah, I'm gonna go with this is very illegal, and the fact they didn't get in trouble for it is hilarious. Alright. Um. So, Homer says, uh, they aren't the aliens he saw. And I love how all the aliens get upset because they're like, man, why'd you bring us in here for it? <laughs> so now we go into a, a room where Homer's uh, um, hooked up to a lie detector and the cigarette smoking man is in the background. Which is awesome. That's perfect. And uh, Scully tells Homer she's going to ask him yes or no questions. And he, she's like, just answer truth- truthfully. Now, I've said I said this in the episode where Mo was hooked up to the lie detector that lie detectors don't work. Yes. Um and they are inadmissible in the court of law. Um she asks Homer if he understands and Homer's like, "Yes." Yes. And the lie detector <laughs> blows up. <laughs> it's a funny gag, but uh obviously, you know, not real, I guess. 
because eh, they still use them. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Oh, uh, a star. Uh, who shot Mister Burns? Is one of the last time they used the lie detector. Yep. Yeah. There's also there's a lot of previous episodes referenced in this episode. There's a lot. Um, and so Sc- uh, Scully's like, "All right, Homer, let's test your reflexes." And you know, he <laughs> takes a little hammer and hits him in the knee. Yeah, it takes like two. I was watching the clock in the background. I think it was like two hours before Homer reacts. Yeah, was like, ow, ow, good lord. <laughs> um, so actually, and I, I learned this because I, I watch. Uh, there's a doctor on YouTube who does obviously a lot of like health videos, and you're not when you test somebody's reflexes in the knee. You're not actually supposed to hit them r- directly in the knee. You're supposed to hit them below the knee, which is where Scully actually hits Homer. So I don't know if that was a happy accident or like if they knew. I don't know. Um, and so, you know, Scully has Homer run on a treadmill and <laughs> uh, Mulder's like, or no, I'm sorry. Molly ha- Mulder has uh, Homer run on the treadmill and Scully's like, why are you doing this? And she was like, oh, I just thought he could stand to lose a little weight. And Mulder's <laughs> like, his jiggling is almost oh, hypnotic. So- <laughs> they're just like like a lava lamp <laughs> what like, like a lava lamp um so now we get like another like text line on the screen mo's bar 302 p.m temperature 72 degrees all work and no play makes jack a dull boy which is a reference to the shining yep and it just God. it just it just goes on the screen like uh like oh, over yeah. and like over and over again yeah, yeah. Oh, man, the the references in this episode. Jesus Christ. (laughs) They're like, let's throw a reference every 10 seconds. It's a rule. Um, So now they're sitting at the bar and Mulder tells uh, Homer that they want him to recreate his every move from the night he saw the alien. Which, you know, it's a good idea. Yep. And so Homer begins. He's like, well, we were at the (laughs) Gentleman's Club where we were discussing Wittgenstein over a game of backgammon. (laughs) <laughs> and Scully is like Homer, you know it's a felony to lie to the feds, which it is. Yes. Um, and Homer's like, okay, okay. We are sitting in Barney's car eating packets of mustard. <laughs> Why? Yeah, and they I mean, were. He was at the bar. Well, no. This, it, the evening started then. That's when the evening started. <laughs> why? But why? <laughs> <laughs> they were hungry. I don't know. So you and eat so, packets of mustard. Yes, exactly. And then Homer gets drunk and starts hitting on Scully. He's like, if I wasn't married to Marge, I would go out you like that! And smashes his beer on the counter. Yeah. And gets it all over. He's like, I'm so sorry. Don't tell Marge. I love her so much. Ooh, a penny. (laughs) (laughs) And then Mo asks Mulder and Scully who they are. And Mulder, you know, says... Uh, we're Mulder and Scully, FBI, yeah. and he flashes his badge again. And then Mo gets spooked and goes uh, into the back of the bar where he has a killer whale. He's like, all right, they're on to us. Get him back to SeaWorld. <laughs> how did he get a killer whale back there in the first place? And how uh, is it not dead? Because they're spraying it with water. I don't know if that's how that works. Yeah, as long as you keep them wet. Like, that's how they do it with beached whales or beach sharks and stuff. They just uh, hose them down. They keep them wet. As long as they have water flowing through their gills, 
Oh, okay. they can they can stay alive. Did you learn um, that from Elliot? Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of shark books, <laughs> yes, and TV shows, and a lot of other things, yes. And uh, this this is probably my favorite line in the whole episode because I use this in nauseum. Um, and I was like, so I said blue M and M, M and M. They all lined up the same color in the end. <laughs> all the time. Every time I eat an M&M, I bet you I'm saying that line. Probably. In a drunken manner. Yeah. Or just anytime anyone's saying, oh, this is just like the same as that thing. And then I yeah. say say this line. Like, yeah. th- one of my favorite lines of this entire episode. Yeah. And then uh, Scully suggests Homer that they take him to where they saw the alien. Yeah, that's a good idea. And so they go to the spot where Homer tells him he was right there. And when the horrible monster emerged from the woods, and then all of a sudden we see the rustling of the trees, and Abe comes out of some bushes. (laughs) He says, I've been here for four days, and a turtle took my teeth. Come here, you little... And the turtle turns around and bites Abe. I was bitten with my own teeth. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I love the fact, well, like, when he's like, oh, yeah, a turtle took my teeth, they show the turtle, and he, like, <laughs> smiles with Abe's teeth. Uh, but then he starts chasing him, and the turtle turns around and bites him. <laughs> yeah, so I love great. the fact that, like, Abe is as slow as a turtle. Yep. Uh, and then Scully, you know, Scully says, this is the worst assignment we've ever had. It's like, worse than the time we were attacked by the flesh-eating virus? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Scully's like, uh, no, Mulder. The que- uh, Mulder's question says, this is much more irritating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Scully says she's seen enough and tells Mulder that it's time to go. By the way, before we continue, is there an episode of the X-Files that deals with a flesh-eating virus? I'm sure there is. <laughs> I mean, there's an episode that deals with vampires. Yeah. There's, there's probably an episode about that. I would have no. to imagine. And so, uh, you know, Mulder agrees and then starts basically monologuing about being alone <laughs> in the universe uh, for the infinite possibilities. The truth is out there. And at the very end of uh, Mulder's monologue, we see Mo and the guys from his bar pa- uh, pass Mulder with the killer whale. It's like, oh, geez, it's the feds. It's the feds. <laughs> <laughs> is that Gilgax? I don't know. That's the that's the whale from South Park. Oh, uh, what? The one that they send to the moon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Is that the same whale? <laughs> it must be the same whale. Yes, because he's an alien. Yes. Um, so Homer and Marge are laying in bed, and uh, Homer's like, "Oh, Marge, I never felt so alone. No one believes me." And then he pauses. Uh, this is the part where you're supposed to say, "I believe you, Homer." Marge's like, "I don't believe you, Homer." <laughs> You do? Oh, Marge, you've made me so happy. It's like, hmm, you're not listening. You're only hearing what you want to hear. Thanks. I'd love to have an omelet right about now. <laughs> have you ever done that to Shay where, like, you, you, uh, you're, you're not actually listening? Yes, and I've actually used this omelet line. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I hope she hate you. Because <laughs> it's funny. Every time she's talking about something I really don't want to listen to, yeah, I just, uh... I, I mean, maybe you should listen up. to your wife. No, no, no. If it's about something I don't care about, it's only half listening. 
But if it's something she cares about, you should be listening. No, 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 no. I know how to play the game. I've been married for 13 years. I know how to play the game. So uh-huh. Marge snaps at Homer and tells him she tries to be supportive of, of this alien thing, but it's gone too far. <laughs> I don't think it's gone far enough. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Homer's like, this is because I'm like the man who single-handedly built a rocket and went to the moon. What's his name? Apollo Creed? Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, that's Rocky. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, so Marge asks Homer to go to sleep, and he's like, I refuse to share a bed with someone who thinks I'm crazy. And then he's like, unless you're feeling in the mood for loving, Marge like just like kind of pulls the sheets over further. And he's like, Homer's like, good night, and walks away. And so now we see Homer sitting at the kitchen table, all depressed. And, you know, Bart walks in because he can't sleep or it's Bart and he's just staying awake anyways. Yeah. Bart's like, hey, Dad, what's the word from Planet Crackpot? <laughs> and Homer's like, uh, I suppose you're going to mock me too. Bart's like, well, actually, Dad, I believe you. You do? Yes, I do. You seem so damn sure. Homer's like, thank you, son. And do you think you can stop the casual swearing? Hell yes. That's, that's my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> oh my god, that's great. Has uh, Elliot started swearing yet? Uh, he's said fuck a couple times. That's probably my fault. Probably. No, I mean, it might be my fault too, because I, I swear a lot more because I'm around a lot more. Um, yeah, that's true. But... He hasn't recently. Everyone will say like "damn," but I mean it's very few and far between. No, he hasn't really, really caught on to it yet, which is good. Yeah, not yet, anyways. Um, so Homer tells Bart that if he believes him, then he isn't gonna give up. And he's like, "This Friday, we're going back to the woods, and we're gonna find that alien." But Bart's like, "What if we don't?" Homer's like, "We'll fake it and sell it to the Fox Network." Bart chuckles. He'll buy anything. Yep. And th- <laughs> this suggestion uh, was actually uh, an allusion to the alien autopsy hoax that was uh... sold sold to Fox. <laughs> and Homer's like, now, son, they do a lot of quality programming, too. They pause. And then they both burst out <laughs> laughing. Dude, Matt Groening loves ripping on Fox. Yep. Even though uh, <laughs> Simpsons are on Fox, too. Yes. Well, because Futurama did it a lot, even when they were on Fox. Yep. And then especially after Fox canceled them. Yep. And so uh, so now we uh, cut to the forest where we get a few frogs doing the Budweiser thing. I wonder if they had to pay for that. Um, that I guess I don't know. Because, I mean, they did the alien lineup, which was illegal. I mean, free advertising, I guess, for Budweiser. Yeah. And they're like, you know, the the frogs are like, Bud lies her, Bud lies her. And then an alligator comes along and eat the frogs. And it's like, Coors. That's so great. That's fantastic. Uh, wasn't it? That was, the, that was the Super Bowl. Wasn't that was that the was Super, Super Bowl, Bowl ad, ad yep. for 96, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fantastic. My God. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. 
Uh, so now we see Homer and Bart camping out, surrounded by things that are the property of Ned Flanders. <laughs> yeah. It's like the chair, tent, a flashlight, like the camera. everything. Camera. Uh, and Homer takes a sip of beer, and Bart's like, can I try that? Homer's like, now, son, you don't want to drink beer. That's for daddies and kids with fake IDs. <laughs> Isn't Bart a kid? So then, so basically Homer's telling Bart, get a fake ID and then you can try some beer. Yes, exactly. He's being um, responsible. And, uh, <laughs> okay. So Homer says it's a beautiful night and asks if Bart wants to do a ghost story. And so he does the story and we cut back and Bart is finishing up and he goes, and that's how much college will cost for Maggie. And Homer freaks out. Well, let's see. Okay. If it's 97, she's still one. She'll go to college in 2015 and college will be like 70K for five, four years. For for which college is she going to? I don't know. I mean, it was okay. My college was 48,000 for four years. All right. Yeah. So maybe about 70 is. Yeah. Yeah. Give or take. I'm pretty sure it was 48. It definitely wasn't 24. I think it was 6,000 a semester. Sure. Do you do you even remember how much Minnesota cost you? Nope, because I didn't pay for any of it. The only reason I remember that, the only reason I know how much it was per semester is because I had to turn in a check for one of them. I don't know why I had to do it, but I had to. Yeah, like, college is expensive and people don't get paid enough to save up for college. Yep. Um, so Homer and Bart, you know, roast a crap ton of marshmallows. So how do you roast your marshmallows? Do you do you like to set them on fire? No, no, no. I just hold them in front of the fire and get them nice and toasty. No, no. You're supposed to stick them into the fire. No, 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 no. That's wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. That's right. No, that's right you're wrong. All right. Because then you, you get, get to blow it out. Okay, you know what? This is going to be this is going to be a post <laughs> on our social media. So after listening to this episode, find the post. We're going to do a poll. On there, and you guys let us know what you think. Burn, set your marshmallows on fire and let them burn for a little bit, or do the lame way and just hold them over the fire. That makes that makes the shell nice and crispy, and then it's melty on the inside. No, because if you start it on fire, you can get the shell nice and crispy and still gooey on the inside. No, it's no, just no, more no, fun. No, no. that works. Uh, um, and Bart says, even though they didn't see the alien, he had a great time with Homer. Aw, father-son bonding time. Yep. And Homer uh, says, uh, says, you know, he had a great time too. And then we hear it again, the X-Files theme, and the alien shows back up. And uh, the alien goes up to Homer and he's like, I bring you peace. And Homer approaches the alien, telling him that he, as a representative of planet Earth, <laughs> let him first to be, let him be the first to say, and he looks down at his foot, and his foot is in the campfire, <laughs> and he screams, scaring off the alien. Yeah, Homer should not have been the representative to uh, greet the alien. No. Uh, Homer realizes uh, he scared it away. He's like, man, now we don't have proof. Bart says, ah, but we do. And he holds up a camcorder, which was a birthday gift for Ned. <laughs> uh, so Homer tells Bart, good job. And they celebrate. And we cut back to Nimoy, who closes the book that he's reading out of. And he's like, because of Homer, it shows you're not alone. And he's like, good night. 
And in the background, we hear the squeaky voice team goes, uh, Mr. Nimoy, we have 10 minutes left. And Nimoy's like, uh, I'll be right back. And he runs off set and he hears his car leave. And so the squeaky teen voice comes in front of the camera. He's like, I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> yup. <laughs> oh, so fantastic. That's great. And so now Homer is watching Eyewitness News with Ken Brockman during uh doing the reporting. And the first story is about a man who was in a coma for 23 years who woke up. And the guy asks if Sonny and Cher still have their show. And Ken tells the guy, no, Cher won an Oscar. And Sonny is a congressman. Good night. <laughs> and he dies. Uh, yeah. And then Sonny Pono died skiing and now he's in hell. Yep. Uh, so Ken says, uh, but first, E.T. phone Homer Simpson, that is. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and then the tape plays, and Ken says that the aliens appeared at the same spot the last Friday, last two Friday nights. Yeah. Um, and Ken asks the, uh, if the alien will show again on this Friday night. Uh, Channel 6 team will be there, except Phil, the boom mic operator, who's getting fired the next day. And then <laughs> Phil drops a boom mic on Kent, and then he calls Phil unprofessional. So unprofessional, Phil. And that's why he's getting fired because he's very unprofessional. He drops boom yeah. mics on their head. Do you, do you do, would you drop a boom mic on their head? Uh, no, because I'm not an asshole. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. Um, let's see here. So Bart Bart asks Lisa about the alien, and she says there has to be a more logical explanation, and that the town won't be won over by three seconds of videotape. And then the doorbell rings. Because everyone literally left their house as soon as they saw the video clip. Correct. And uh, Homer answers the door and, uh, you know, the crowd of people are there at the house. And Homer's like, I'm happy to answer any questions you have about the alien. Any questions at all? Dr. Hibbert? Yes. Is the alien carbon-based or silicon-based? Uh, the second one. Sil- xylophone. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> and then Barney's like, is the alien Santa Claus? Uh, yes. Uh, were you on my roof last night stealing my weather vane? And that was Ned Flanders. And was like, this interview is over. Slams the door and the weather vane falls onto the, onto the, onto the ground. Yeah. Oh I would ever want a weather vane. I don't understand. I, yeah, it's weird. It's kind of weird. I mean, weather vanes are cool and all, but I don't need one. No. Um, and, uh, at church, uh, Lovejoy Tyke talks about, uh, a being who died and came back three days later. And you think he's talking about Jesus, but he's actually talking about E.T. who died and came back three days later. Sorry if I spoiled E.T. for you guys. You should have watched it by now. You should have watched it by now. Yeah. Yeah. You should have been born 30, 40 years ago. At this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, about that, yeah. 30, 40 years ago. Yep. And it's Friday night again. And some kids are uh, playing to welcome the alien. It's Mr. Largo and some kids. Yep. And um, where is it? So Largo conducts uh, five students uh, playing the famous five-note tones from the 1977 no. film Close Encounters of the Third Kind. God, so good. I know. Uh, and so we see Jimbo holding a sign that says, 
alien dude, need two tickets to Pearl Jam. And this is also a reference to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> Good lord. Oh, man. So uh, Bart sees uh, Leonard Nimoy there, and Bart's like, what are you doing here? And Nimoy explains, wherever there is mystery, and the unexplained, cosmic forces shall draw me there. And Bart just kind of like slowly backs away. <laughs> so question, was yeah. he in Springfield after he read the book? Or was this <laughs> before he was reading the book to read the book? Because no, I think I, this I, is I, afterwards. I, that's what I was thinking because he he thought the story was over and then left. But yeah. had he stayed for this part of it, I feel like this would have been part of his story on his TV show. Yeah. I, right? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. So, yeah, Bert's just like, uh-huh? And so the hot dog vendor asks, uh, he's like, hey, Spock, what do you want on your hot dog? And Nimoy's like, surprise <laughs> me. And, you know, it's funny because, like, I'll do that every once in a while. Like, somebody will be like, hey, what do you want to do for, like, you know, for dinner or whatever. I'm like, surprise me. Or, like, if I go to, like, uh, my bar that I go, I like to go to, they're like, what do you want to drink? I'm like, I'm like, you guys know me. Just surprise me. <laughs> I would never, never do that. Never disappointed, because it's usually just a spotting cow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, we get the souvenir t-shirt stand. Uh, no fat alien chicks, which is no, something no, that just, Homer likes it just fat chicks? Yeah, well, Homer is like, no fat chicks, but like, no fat alien chicks. Oh, okay. And uh, so Homer holds up a t-shirt. Uh, printed with the words Homer was right and Homer uh, take a look at this Lisa you don't see any Homer is a dope t-shirts do you and the t-shirt vendor is like we sold those out in five minutes Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. well and it's funny because Homer's like I'll take two did he not just hear the vendor say he sold out yeah I know <laughs> yep um, and Marge and Maggie are actually wearing Homer is a dope t-shirts yeah. And Homer's like, how could you? And Marge explains, they are 100% cotton. And she really likes the stitching on the word dope. Oh, and this is where Homer has to buy one, even though the yes. guy's like, I'm sold out. Yep. Um, so, clouds begin to form. Because, you know, it's like the ominous, you know, thing. And the alien appears. And Homer gasps. Krusty gasps. And Leonard Nimoy gasps. Gasps. Try to say gaps three times fast. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Screw that word. Um, so Homer points out that the alien is here to the crowd and Marge apologizes to Homer as she should because she was wrong. Yep. Or was she? Um, and we see the alien appearing before the crowd and the alien goes, I bring you love. And Hibbert's like, is that the love between a man and a woman? Or the love of a man for a fine Cuban cigar. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and the alien goes, oh, I bring you love. And Lenny's like, it's bringing love. Don't let it get away. Carl's like, break its legs. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, so the crowd rushes the alien. Um, but Lisa's able to stop the crowd and shines a light on the alien, quote, unquote showing it was mr burns all along now 
I read somewhere that they didn't necessarily want to um, show... Oh, yeah. So according to the DVD commentary, the ending was originally supposed to keep the alien's identity a mystery, implying that Homer really did see an alien. Oh. But I don't know if that really would have made sense in the context, though. Yeah, I, maybe, guess I, would, I guess I'd want to know how the episode really ended then. Yeah. Like, that would like, be the I, thing. I guess I'd want to know how it really ended. Like, what did they do? Like, I, I don't yeah. see a, I don't see a foregone conclusion because there's still yeah. another, you know, couple minutes left in the episode. Yeah. So, uh, Willie points out, oh, it's Mr. Burns. Kill it. <laughs> oh, no, he's like, I'm sorry. I screwed that up. Willie points out that Mr. Burns is a monster. And he's like, kill it and smithers rushes him to stop everybody he's like he's like it's not a monster it's just mr burns and willie sarcastic oh it's just mr burns kill him anyways (laughs) (laughs) good lord oh willie willie's not wrong though he knows burns is a monster he did cover the town in darkness and stole all the oil yep and so smithers explains to the crowd that every friday evening after work Mr. Burns undergoes medical treatments designed to help him cheat death for another week. <laughs> for another week. <laughs> week. So basically, if he didn't get this treatment, he'd be dead. Yes. And so Mr. Burns has a, uh, we, we kind of cut to his like uh, thing, his like yeah. little little thing. And so we see Mr. Burns has a spinal adjustment and then a team of doctors administers eye drops, it's which appears to be just one doctor, but. I mean, there's a By the way, when they do the spinal adjustment, I love how they like they twist them up like a pretzel. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and then they untwist them and kind of straighten yeah. them out. And then uh, they give them painkillers, which kind of makes them woo! Yeah. And a vocal cord scraping. And we see Nick performing the vocal cord scraping. <laughs> you won't feel a thing until I jam this down your throat. <laughs> Even though he's supposed to be on painkillers, I guess. Yeah. And then Smithers continues to explain that the whole ordeal leaves Mr. Burns twisted and disoriented. And then uh, we see Burns kind of leave the uh, uh, doctor's office and then go into the woods. Like, yeah. no one's there to pick him <laughs> up. They just like, yeah, where's Mr. Smithers? I thought Mr. Smithers was, he obviously knows what's going on. I feel like he'd be there to take him home. Yeah. Uh, but then when you see Mr. Burns wander into the forest, you see him get that glow, the green glow yeah. around him. And then Dr. Nick's like, the most rewarding part was when he gave me my money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, Sure. And then, you know, Bart asks about the green glow, and uh, Burns is like, I'll take this one. A lifetime of working in a nuclear power plant has given me a healthy green glow and left me as impotent as the Nevada boxing commissioner. (laughs) Woof. That's good. And Burns says, well, now that I'm back to normal... I don't bring you peace and love. Rather, fear, famine, and pestilence. And Dr. Nick was like, time for a booster! <laughs> and, and he's like, and then uh, Mr. Burns starts singing Good Morning Sunshine by Oliver, which came out in 1969. Nice. And uh, Nimoy and the rest of the town join in. And uh, as we, you know, see people singing, we kind of pan over a few people and we see Scully is wearing a Homer as a dope t-shirt. <laughs> As, um, as she should. So she got, you know, she got in there. And yeah. Marge tells Homer that he would bring them peace and love, and it looks like he did. No, no, the alien said that. And by the alien, I mean Mr. Burns. Sure. And Marge is, Marge is proud of Homer. 
Like, but he why? Did, he didn't Homer. do anything. <laughs> yes, he did. Didn't what did I, he Marge? Do? Didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Nimoy's line. Right? Yes. That was Nimoy in the monorail episode. Yes, it was. Yeah. Wow. Nimoy really loves uh, coming out of The Simpsons, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and yes, we see Chewbacca is a part of the crowd singing. <laughs> um, and he also wears a Homer is a Dope t-shirt. So they must have got there early yes, to buy, yes, to buy these. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so now the story concludes. The squeaky teen voice concludes the story. And he says, I'm Leonard Nimoy. Keep watching the skis. I mean, skies. <laughs> and this is our very, very, very last cultural reference of the evening, where the squeaky teen says, keep watching the skis instead of skies, is a reference to the final line of dialogue from the 1951 film, The Thing from Another World. Well, it's a good alien reference, I guess. Yep. And, Never uh, seen it because it's 1951. <laughs> yep. And the X-Files theme plays over the credits, then switches to the normal Simpsons theme. Also, so, we, for, we forgot what? to mention that Scully and Mulder are voiced by uh, David Duke Coveney and Gillian Anderson. Yes, they are. So, uh, like I mentioned at the very, very top of this episode, <laughs> within like the first 30 seconds, five everything's coming up Millhouse. I mean, between the Eminem line and uh, shit, everything, the, the, the speed reference. I mean, yeah. the bus that couldn't slow down is probably, I mean, in the Simpsons community anyways, probably one of the most <laughs> quoted <laughs> lines ever and very memeable. Very, like the, 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 I remember there was a string of where they did a meme of this reference, <laughs> but for a hundred different movies. <laughs> and I'm going to see if I could find one for me Monday when this comes out, because I'm sure I can yeah. just flow through my Simpsons groups and, and find one. But uh, yeah. I mean, just ha having, I mean, I'm a huge X-Files fan. Absolutely love the X-Files. So whenever this episode's on, I watch it. I love that, you know, uh, Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny came and voiced these characters. Um, if any of their characters, well, they're, yeah, they're Mulder and Scully. They came into yeah. voice their characters. Like, honestly, if I were to give any two characters Funko Pops for, like, in Simpsons form, it would be these two. I would, yeah, but they already have them in X-Files forms. I know, but I would love them being yellow. Like, to make them, make them Simpson, Simpson-esque. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I can't go on anymore because it's, this is, like, top five episode for me. I absolutely love it. Um, for me, it's not a top five episode. It is a fantastic episode. Obviously a five. Everything's coming up. Millhouse. I wish I could give it a six, but, uh, we, we can't, we can't count to six. Um, we only count to five. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, everything's coming up. Millhouse. I love the references. I would have loved the fact if they could have gotten the guy to, who voiced elf to like say a line in the lineup. Like, actually it would have been great. If they got a, the the Marvin the Martian voice Elf, and like have somebody do like a Chewbacca noise, yes, for the lineup, that I would have been fantastic. That would almost got him in more trouble. Probably, like honestly, been fantastic. I, honestly, I feel like it would have got him in more trouble <laughs> if they would have done that than yes. just having the animated pieces oh, for sure. But uh, I, you know, the speed line, the. The, like, it's like again i didn't grow up on like x files but i love paranormal stuff i some of it's really really good um i love the aim stuff 
Yes. It's, just, it's, it's out of nowhere. It's hilarious. The billboard, die, diet. Um, the only... The only minor nitpick I have is the very end where Marge, like, claimed that Homer was, like, he said he was going to do it, but it was the alien? Like, that's the only weird line in this entire episode, because it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but outside of that, it's it's fantastic. Yep. Um, I have, you said everything uh, that needed to be said. Um, I want a Homer is a dope t-shirt, though. I'm sure. I'm sure someone has made one of those. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I would have to. I would be hard pressed to think that there isn't a Homer is a dope T-shirt somewhere on the market, Probably. somewhere, anywhere. Um. So let's finish it off with our character profile. Um. And this week we have <laughs> Scully and Mulder, and Perfect. their occupation: agents with the FBI, Division of Paranormal Activities or the X-Files, as they like to be called. Yep. Uh, their first names are Dana and Fox. Um, their relationship, platonic, or so they say. In the later yeah, seasons. They... Yeah, they hooked up in the later seasons. So. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, very, very early on. Well, Dana, like, if you guys don't know the history of the X-Files, Dana was brought in to yes. debunk all of Mulder's shit so they can shut down the X-Files. And then yeah. she started seeing some creepy ass stuff and was like, well, this stuff is real. I'd better stay here and make sure everything is uh, done correctly. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mulder. Um, favorite letter of the alphabet X. <laughs> sure. Okay. Demeanor. Uh, truth seeking for Mulder and skeptical for Scully. Mm-hmm. And how they view Homer as a bumpkin who could stand <laughs> to lose a few pounds. <laughs> Absolutely. So one other thing I'd like to say, um, this episode probably produced uh, two of the best Funko Pops in on the in the world. And they're oh, both, yeah. both glow in the dark, which is, is amazing. They yeah. could have they could have made the common not glow in the dark and it still would have been awesome. I still would have bought it. Yeah. But the fact that they made both options, just him and his like gown glow yeah. and then the nuclear green one the chase one glow i'll post yeah. these on our social media so you guys can see them but they are absolutely fantastic and i finally oh own both, finally own both of them which is which is great so yeah. so for these pictures that i will be putting on our social media head over to facebook the simpsons did it podcast make sure to follow us there over on instagram the simpsons did it pod make sure to follow there um if you guys want to listen to our podcast we're on all podcasting platforms including YouTube music now. Now, the funny thing with that is you actually turn your videos into podcasts. So just like our videos being behind, the podcasts are kind of behind, but if you don't actually want to turn on the videos now, you don't have to. You can just go to YouTube music and our podcast will be there, um, which is kind of awesome. But if you do watch our videos on YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, comment. Um, That really helps our channel. And uh, we'll read your comments as we get them uh, on the air. Um, lastly, if you'd like to leave us feedback, head over to your cell phone, dial 612-584-0986. Listen to our amazing voicemail message and leave us a voicemail. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.